0: Well, Razorback fans, we officially have an update on Ron Holland. So let's talk about it live from Hoover for the SEC Baseball Tournament on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 the Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter in promo code locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style Tumblr with every order. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday. As I mentioned, I am actually in the finest of hotels here in the finest of cities, Hoover, Alabama, for the SEC Baseball Tournament, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit and, and dive into that and maybe uh, give a little preview of what it's looking like for Arkansas. But I know that everybody, everybody has been asking about Ron Holland and the situation like, that he finds himself in because I'll tell you this, if there was one thing that I got asked about constantly on the podcast, it's about Ron Holland. Hey, what's the update on Ron Holland? Hey, when's Ron Holland coming? Hey, is Ron Holland still coming? What's happening? Is he staying in Texas? Don't really know. But, hey, we do have an update on it officially yesterday as it was being reported by multiple college basketball insiders as well as those from our local media here at Arkansas that Ron Holland has officially been granted his release from his national letter of intent. For those of you who don't know, he's that five-star player One of the top players in the country, a top three player in the country, depending on who you look at. But uh, it was just reported a few weeks ago that he was trying to get out of his national letter of intent. And the G League Ignite, as well as Arkansas, are the two options that he's looking to go to. Uh, He's from Duncanville, Texas. So we know that uh, there's a connection there with Anthony Black. He's 6'8", 200 pounds. And when he decided, uh, coming out of high school, before he committed to Texas, Arkansas, Texas, and UCLA were both... All into the mix but he decommitted back on april 28th and he's been trying to get out of his national letter of intent which it looks like that's officially happened so uh he's he's basically ready to roll when it comes to deciding whether or not he wants to go to the g league or to the university of arkansas at least that's what it looks like but there could be other teams into the mix there too but according to john rothstein uh who is one of the college basketball insiders He reported that Ron Holland is going to be visiting the G League Ignite this week. In fact, he was there yesterday in Vegas, and as well as ESPN National Recruiting Director Paul Biancardi said, there might be some upcoming college visits added as well. So it's not just Arkansas that he's going to be visiting. It looks like there could be some other places that he could be going to, or at least checking out before it's all said and done. So it's it's an interesting thing right now because. As far as what I know about uh, Ron Holland and the situation that everybody's uh, been looking at, because I feel like there's been a lot of talking in circles when it comes to the reporting of this and saying, well, it's official, but it's not official. And Texas is still in the running, but it's not in the running. Don't know what schools are going to be visited and, and everything. So it, it's pretty much up in the air right now. And I know that with everybody asking about the, the decision to go to Arkansas, from my understanding, the confidence level is very high still that he is going to be a Razorback this year. The confidence level is. But we also know that with 18-year-old kids, especially highly recruited ones, and with the chaos that has been started by him decommitting or at least getting out of his national letter of intent from Texas, there's always going to create some sort of doubt or at least an option to where something can change, anything is possible, anything can happen. And that's kind of where everybody is at right now. He's the number one power four, number two overall recruit in the nation, as well as the number one prospect in the state of Texas. So everybody's going to be coming after this guy. Like everybody's going to be wanting him, but it's at least good to know that it's done. Like as far as him getting out of his national letter of intent, it's done. He's good to go. Now it becomes the question of what's next. Will he go to the G league? Will he not go to the G league? Uh, all those things. And so that on that particular case, I don't know. Like, as far as, you know, he's going to visit the G League. Does that mean that Arkansas is no longer an option? Absolutely not. Does that mean that, uh, you know, he's strongly considering them more so? I don't think so. I believe personally that it's just, you know, continuing to to look at options and, and look at the different things that are on the table. And also, let's be honest about it. When it comes to a player like Ron Holland. He's also looking at what will be the best option for him when it comes to not only getting him to the next level, getting him drafted into the M- uh, NBA, but also what it's going to be when it comes to his NIL slash pay. That's the fact of the matter. That's the reality that they're in. And with what the G League offers, or at least what they would be able to offer for some particular player like Ron Holland. I've heard numbers get thrown around, but there are some beliefs that it could be something like $100,000 for the year. $100,000 for the year. Yeah, it's a good, a good amount of money, right? It's a good amount of money. But the thing is, is that the NIL and what has just become the NIL and, and where it's at now, that's chump change compared to what so many high-level athletes are getting when they go to the universities around the country, especially the big-time universities around the country. So knowing all that and knowing that the fact that if the only way that you could have seen possibly Ron Holland going to the G league is that they would uh, be able to pay him about six figures. And I I've heard some people say that it gives you an easier and di- more direct line to the NBA. And I just don't see that. Like I, I get that that's what they, they want the mentality to be or whatever, but it's like at this upcoming NBA draft, I feel like they're still going to have plenty of players taken out of college. And we've seen already recently, too, since the G League Ignite has existed, that players who have gone to college, the number one overall pick for one year, like last year, that's what happened. Um, You know, even the thing was, it was the top three picks coming out of college. They spent one year at college. They were the top three. So, you know, the G League Ignite is not something that I feel like uh, a lot of Maybe people just look at and say, oh, yeah, for sure, they're going to be able to go out and get whoever they want. And if you go there, you're for sure certain that you're going to be number one overall pick. Where if you went to college for one year, oh, that, that would drop you down. I, that's not the case. I, I don't believe that at all. So I, if, if I'm just, again, going off of where it's at now, the way I feel right now, I'm still believing that Ron Holland is going to be a Razorback. still believe that he is going to be playing in Fayetteville next season. That's my belief. Uh, But another thing too, since we're on the basketball topic, and we can go ahead and use this for also some good news for Arkansas. And this is a little bit more uh, concrete: is that uh, Tremont Mark, who is one of the transfers that was coming to the University of Arkansas, committed to Arkansas after um, after his time in Houston. He was also in the NBA draft process, so they were going. He was going through the process of seeing maybe if he wanted to go on and go pro or or something like that. But uh, the one thing that People have been waiting on is his decision, as well as L. Ellis's decision on if they're going to be withdrawing their name. Well, officially yesterday, Tremont Mark did indeed withdraw his name from the NBA draft. This also comes from uh, John Rothstein, uh, who is reporting 86 six-5, and uh, he's actually uh, one of the four players who's become L. Ellis as well as Jordan Walsh and Devontae Davis, Devo Davis. They're all there into the uh, draft. So now there's only three. Still in there in the mix. May 31st is the deadline for players to withdraw from the draft and preserve eligibility for next season. So, you know, time's a ticking. And when we talk about these players and what their decisions are going to be, we're going to find out here very quickly on what they're going to do. Uh, Tremont Mark didn't receive an invitation to any of the elite camps or an NBA draft combines. The only thing he did have is he had a pre-draft workout with the Atlanta Hawks back on May 8th. But uh, he's deciding that he's going to you know, stick it in, in college. But uh, I think that this is going to be uh, a huge get for Arkansas. And it was one of the ones that you really, really wanted to have this year, too, when it comes to the transfers and uh, what they'd be able to provide and offer. Because from all intents and purposes, like, for instance, in Houston, who had a great year this past year, he started in all 37 games. He averaged 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, and a steal per game. Uh, but what he was really known for is his defensiveness. Like his defense was incredible. He's a great on ball guard. Uh, he was a guy that could really cause some havoc for three point shooters as well. So he's uh, he's somebody that is going to be added for not only hopefully some offensive purposes, but also really pr- to provide a spark defensively and be that guy that's just like, hey, go get that, go lock that guy down and you'll be all good to go. So, uh that's a huge get for Arkansas. So now we're basically in the mix where we're waiting on L. Ellis. I still believe he's a Razorback. Uh, so, we, you know, we'll see how that goes. But I still believe he's going to be at Arkansas. And then Devo Davis and Jordan Walsh. Those guys are still, you know, in the mix. Uh, you know, Jordan Walsh got an invite to the Combine. Devo didn't. Uh, some people believe that Devo will return to Arkansas. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I, I think that at this point in time, if I was going to choose, I think one of them does come back. I think so. And I'm getting, I used to be where I felt it was more about Walsh than Devo, but now I think it's going to be more Devo than Walsh. So he comes back. I think Walsh moves on, ends up getting drafted. And then of course, Ron Holland comes in and then when Walsh moves on, you're still going to have one scholarship open. Uh, some people also believe that Grant Nelson is still in the mix. You know, he got invited to the NBA draft combine and he's going to also have to decide if he wants to withdraw his name or not. If he withdraws his name from the NBA draft, the Arkansas Razorbacks will be in there in the mix, from, from what I understand, is that they're going to really go hot and heavy after him and uh, try to get him on the team as well. So that's where it sits. That's where it sits right now. And uh, I know everyone's just waiting with bated breath on Ron Holland. Don't worry, folks. It'll come in time. We'll have to wait and see. But it's just nice to know that the next step has been taken when it comes to uh, him being able to get out of his national letter intent with Texas. Uh, we'll talk a little baseball on the other side of the break, but first, folks, I got to tell you about Bird Dogs. Uh, I've I've gotten some of these different shorts that they've offered, and it's incredible how comfortable they are. Like I was sitting there, and I've always kind of like lounged around, and even when I've recorded my podcast, I've lounged around, and you know, just want to be comfortable. You know, well, when I got these Bird Dog shorts, they were incredibly comfortable. And the way that they fit, I was kind of a little nervous about them at first because I'm like, man, they feel like they may be a little bit tight, a little bit small, a little bit snug. And as soon as I put them on, I'm like, wow, these things are incredible because not only are they comfortable, but they also have versatility to where they look good. They look like you could wear them just out and about. And no one's being like, why are you wearing jersey shorts? You know, it's nothing like that. You could pull them off at the golf course. You could pull them off at home. It doesn't matter. They are fantastic. And so many different celebrities and people have used them. I'm one of the ones that used them. Not saying I'm a celebrity, but you know what I'm saying. They're awesome. So check them out today by going to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter in promo code locked on college, they will throw a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler in with every order. So check them out today at birddogs.com slash locked on college. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, A few things that are going on right now in baseball side of deals, because we know uh, the SEC tournament is starting up today for the Razorbacks. Uh, And of course, I'll have the podcast up tomorrow recapping the game, but they will be officially facing off against Texas A&M, the Aggies, who were able to eliminate Tennessee. Uh, A&M is a 10 seed in this year's sec tournament and they are in, I'm not going to say that they're not into the postseason, but they certainly want to be able to make their case a little bit easier. They're 33 and 23 on the year. They've won seven of their last 10. So they've been doing a pretty good job and a pretty, uh, pretty good strong finish to the season. And, uh, right now that they're just, you know, trying to take that next step. They were a team that was in the college world series last year. And so, uh, I thought that that was pretty fascinating, but also the the series this this is just classic Texas A and M. Apparently, the series is tied at forty nine and forty nine and one, according to the A and M Aggies record book, and Arkansas's record book says they were forty nine and forty six, and where Arkansas has the lead over them. So I guess you know, classic where it's like nobody really knows what's going on. But back in the old days, especially in baseball, who really knows who's telling the truth? I have a feeling it's the Aggies lying about. It. At least that's what I'm going to go with too. Uh, Arkansas was able to sweep Texas A&M earlier this year. Absolutely destroyed them, took care of business. Uh, game's going to be on SEC Network. And uh, it's going to be having uh, Cody Adcock will be the starter for Arkansas, which, you know, uh, Hagen Smith, I guess, is reported to be starting the next game, regardless if Arkansas wins or loses today. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. But also uh, Nathan Detmer will be the pitcher for Texas A&M. He's a right-hander. He's 1-3 on the year with a 6.28 ERA. Uh, and also uh, he's pitched in 61 and two-thirds innings. Uh, It's going to be a beautiful day, thankfully. No rain delays. Uh, It was kind of dicey on Tuesday when it came to some of the rain and weather, but looks like it's going to be good to go uh, on that front as well. So here's the deal, is that Arkansas is going to go into this game, and I think that Dave Van Horn has approached it in in the right way. He's been here before. He knows what's on the line. He knows what's at stake. He knows what actually matters, and he's going to be going with guys that He's not going to uh go too crazy with it. Like he, he's not going to just throw into the mix of saying, hey, let's go all in on these guys and let's throw out our arms and, and everything. Like that's not going to happen, at least in this particular case. So at least that's got going on, and I feel good about that part of it for Dave Van Horn. But it's like you don't want to lose. Like you don't want to go in with a loser's mindset. Like that's not that's not the approach that you want. Uh but you know what what you do want is to get guys ready and to get guys healthy and to get guys back into the mix and back into the game and get him some nice little reps to go along with it too. You know I'm thinking about somebody like Gage Wood who didn't exactly have uh, the best of outings last time that he was out against Vanderbilt and he's a true freshman. Well, how do you get some of that confidence back? How, how do you bring it back to where he needs to be? Hey, give him some reps and some games that won't matter if you win or lose like this one, like the sec tournament, just get them some reps. Same thing with Adcock. I think it's a great move starting Adcock today. Hey, just we'll go along with it. See what happens. Uh, you know, I'd like to see guys like, uh, Ledbetter get in there into the mix is, you know, Zach Morris a little bit, just some reps here and there, not too long, an inning or two maybe, and then get out of there healthy. Uh, so I, I've, I've talked about it before and I, I don't want to really, uh, you know, approach it this way because I know people get so upset about it or or they take offense to it. But it's like, I kind of, again, hope that Arkansas loses just because I want health. It has nothing to do with who wins and who loses, or just saying like the SEC tournament doesn't even matter. Like it's not even to that point to me. It's just more about getting out healthy. Health is the most important thing. And with Arkansas's luck this year, when it comes to injuries, the least amount of games that they have to play, the better. So if they can go 0 2 and barbecue, that makes it a lot less risky of another player getting hurt. Like you already got Bolton out, which we don't know the status of him as far as uh, we know he's not going to be playing this week, but will he be back next week? We'll see. You know, you're trying to get other guys back into the mix, you're trying to get other guys' reps. And so that's important when they're coming back off of injury. But just considering the way the luck has been, just be easy, guys. Just. Take her easy, get out of there healthy, rest up as much as you can, and then head into the regionals where it's the most important to where you're going to make sure that your guys are 100% or at least as close to 100% as humanly possible. That's the goal right now. Uh, We'll talk a little bit, though, about a question that was brought up to me on Twitter about SEC championships and SEC tournament play on the other side of the break here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, I thought that this was a pretty uh, fascinating question that was posed about Arkansas and SEC tournaments, where if you look at the sports overall in general and when they have played in SEC tournaments, Arkansas has been pretty horrible. and. Not only that, but in like SEC championship games, they've been pretty bad as an entire athletic department. Uh, We know football's never won one. They've been to three in 95, 2002, and 2006. They've been to quite a few in basketball. I'm not going to list the years, but they've only won one, and that was in 2000. Um, Baseball, they won, of course, in 2021, the only time that they've ever won. The SEC uh, tournament uh, women's basketball hasn't done it like women's soccer is like it's it's crazy stupid how many teams have just been unable to win an SEC tournament title. Now, again, it's like, does that matter as much? You know, what does it mean? I think it matters if you win it once, like when Dave Van Horn won it in 2021, that mattered because he had basically accomplished so many different things. That was one of the deals that was left off the checklist is just winning an SEC tournament title. And now that he's done that, it's like, I don't care. He's done it. The next big, the only accomplishment left for Dave Van Horn is to win a national championship. Like, that's the only thing that matters. So, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's a, a difference is in, you know, the sport and the leagues and, and what you look at. But the next team, though, that I believe will win an SEC tournament title, because that was the question I was posed. Which team do you think wins an SEC tournament title? Not a regular season, a tournament. And I feel like that is such a tough question because of the variables about tournament style play and all of that. I believe if I'm just uh, you know, throwing it out there, if I'm looking at it from the perspective of you know who, who takes that next step or who gets there, I think the easy answer would be Mus and the Razorback Men's Basketball team. Uh, they have yet to play in a title game since Muss has been there. Uh, they played in the semifinals, but... Um, you know they kind of taken it to the approach of where they do just fine in March Madness and do just fine in the NCAA tournaments that's really all i care about but i still believe that at some point in time it's going to happen like it's going to get there it's going to happen But just a matter of when um, but i i think that that would be the easy answer i don't think baseball is really going to approach it anytime soon as far as like wanting to go all in and win it all just because of the you know it's already been accomplished i don't think women's basketball is going to be able to to pull it off here anytime soon Softball, maybe, but man, the SEC is so tough. Uh, I think that that would be, you know, ideal. I think that that would be a definitely a good chance of it. But man, it's just tough to win it, especially with the amount of people in it. I know soccer's played. I think they played in like, it was something like we played in like five straight SEC t- championship games, something like that, but lost them all. Some crazy stat like that. But either way, a lot of different sports that you can look at as far as who's going to win the SEC tournament title and, and everything. But I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and just to answer the question, if I'm booking it on something for the next major sport to win an SEC tournament title and a tournament-style play, I think it'll be softball. I think Courtney Difel will be able to do it. I think that they'll put it together at some point in time and uh, they'll be able to, to run through the SEC. because It's about matchups. It's about you know playing your best at the right time. I know they had a disappointing end to the season this year, but uh, my, I'm banking on uh, Courtney Difel. To, to make it happen with the, with muss and Razorback men's basketball being a close second. Cause I, th- I do think that that will matter, matter to him at some point in time. Like it will matter to him at some point, but there you have it. Appreciate everybody listening in to the locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google play. You can also get after me on Twitter at buzz, John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.